because uh, we all have kids that are, uh, I think I have the old, uh, how old is your oldest? Uh, nine. Yeah, so I have the oldest. And so I figured we could kind of pull things. Wait, out. wait, wait. No, wait. I have an 11 year old. <laughs> oh my God. I hope we were recording. Dad fail moment. Are we recording? That's going into the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. That's new. Oh my gosh. I know. Play it cool. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you to Andy Rose 922 for her review. Andy, you are not alone and we are legit disasters every day. We are bummed when the episodes end too and we wish we could do this all day long. Thank you so much. I'm your host, Tiffany, from Juggling the Jenkins. And I'm your host, Meredith, from That's Inappropriate. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember, we are not professionals at anything you may actually need. So any advice we give you, you can take... Or leave, because it might be crap. So welcome to Take It or Leave It. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we welcome Clint Edwards from No Idea What I'm Doing Dad blog to the show. On today's episode, we look at Christmas wish lists, lotus births, and we get the exclusive on what husbands are really thinking when we speak. Oh, mm. it's a good thing we have Clint here for this. That's right. Make sure to subscribe so you can catch up on previous. Make sure to subscribe so you can catch up on previous and don't miss current or upcoming episodes. That was a weird sentence. Right. Yeah. But it's okay. Should we do it with? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're here because we've all struggled as moms. Anyone who says they haven't is a big, big lie bagger. So let's start the show with a mom fail moment, dad's edition. Welcome to the show, Clint. Clint, welcome. Hello. Hey. So my dad fail. Um, so this happened. Wait, does this have to be this week or can I just, can I just look back? All time. Any, anything. All time. Whatever floats your boat, man. This is recent and it's been driving me nuts. So I was driving uh, to see the Grinch with my uh, nine-year-old and we were having like a daddy-daughter date mm -hmm. and she has started calling herself fat, Oh, and which I'm like, whoa, I mean, I thought this would happen eventually, but not now. Right. And she's nine. And so I'm like trying like, okay, so I bring this up, you know, like I can handle this. I got this. And so I said, you know, I told her, described her as, you know, beautiful and pretty and, and, and what people say don't define you and, and all these things that I thought, like, I'm doing a great job. And then she screams into the passenger window, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and, and it's just like dead silent in the van. And I'm like, oh, man, I screwed this up real bad. And so we're just driving and we're in like rural Oregon. It's dark and neither of us are talking and it, you cut the air with a knife. Oh. But like the scariest part about it is like by the time we got to the movie, she acted like it never happened. And that's how good she's got it already burying this. <sighs> and that like really makes me nervous. And I have no idea what to do about it. And I talked to my wife and she's like, shrugged. She's like, I don't know. We're going to have to figure it out. And, you know, we got some like books and stuff on it as if that, you know, helps, which sometimes <laughs> it does. But most of the time it just makes me feel like I'm doing it wrong then. Right. So I, I don't know. Yeah, this was like, this is a hard one for me. It's yeah. got to be. Because first of all, when it comes to our weight, uh, we get a little 
aggressive sometimes. And so um, as a woman, I can I can understand that. Um, but, uh, you know, at that age, it's not something you expect or know how to deal with. So especially if you're a dad. Well, even as I mean, I've had body, you know, image issues like I had. I was a chunky child who grew into like a relatively stocky adult, which is a better word for chunky. And um <laughs> And I was called fat growing up stuff, and I had a hard time with it big time. And my brother had some issues with anorexia and stuff like that. So I wow. get some mindset, but it's from a man's perspective. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, I was like, man, like, the, 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 the girl's a string bean. Like, she's just a teeny, tiny little person. So oh, I'm, she is. I don't even know how to have even how to ha- handle it. What's that? I, I, I said, oh, she is. Like, I didn't know where she was getting this idea. So she doesn't even, she's tiny, a string bean. Well, the only thing that I could say about that is the two of you tag teaming the situation and potentially seeing how serious it actually gets. And then, you know, I'm a big advocate of using um, therapy and going and seeing a uh, some, uh, you know, somebody who like legit went to school and kind of knows what they're doing right, right, right. with our kids. Cause my youngest isn't, has been in therapy for a long time. And we actually had Sophia at one point, we were doing some family therapy sessions and family therapy to kind of talk those thing at, things out and have them give you some ideas is, is great. Like I'm a huge proponent of yeah. it. Like I just, and I'm not saying you have to go to therapy for every tiny little thing, but what I'm saying is when you have an issue that as a parent, you're just stump, you're dumbfounded. Sure. It's a, it's a good idea to go and reach out to somebody. And I bet, I bet it's friggin' 2018, almost 2019. I bet there's legit therapists, family therapists that tackle this specific issue. Body dysmorphic right. disorder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like sure. a real thing, right? So like, that's what I, I mean, that's the only thing that I could think of because I have no personal good advice on that because as t- you know, like Tiffany said it, we all have um, issues with the way we look. You know? Well, I guess the thing that took me so to the side is that she's so young, mm-hmm. you know, she just, it's, it's so, I didn't, I mean, I, I guess I was like, well, at some point this is most likely going to come up and I'm like in my head, I'm like, I'm thinking junior high. Um, but I did not think nine. Right. I didn't think that that's what really blindsided me by it. But think about um, it. But think her- about it, Clint. Everything now, these kids are inundated. It, whether they're on social media or not, they're seeing uh, what they're seeing on TV, what they're hearing us talk about, what they're seeing in magazines. What, it's just, it's amplified from when we were kids. And I think I'm the oldest one here. I'm 38. Am I the oldest one? By a landslide. <laughs> Clint? I'm just kidding. Huge. <laughs> by huge number. I, I just assumed Incredible. I was the oldest one. But but what I meant was think about gr- us growing up and now think about what our nine – like think about what you looked at at nine and now think yeah. about what our kids are looking at at yeah. the age of nine. So it's just – it's everything is so friggin' different. Thank you, though, for sharing yeah. honestly and openly. Um, and so for those of you who don't know – Clint Edwards is the creator of the daddy blog, No Idea What I'm Doing, and the author of the hilarious new book, I'm Sorry, Love Your Husband. (laughs) He is a staff writer for Scary Mommy and a parenting contributor to the New York Times and the Washington Post. He's been featured on Good Morning America, The Today Show, and The View. He lives in Oregon, gone with his wife and three children <laughs> although if you had if you were here before we started the podcast clint thought he only had two kids and the oldest was nine <laughs> i quickly remembered that i did have an older child yeah, uh, yeah. who well, is a young boy 
oh charming young man. Charming young man. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. You've so you've oh. been all over the place, uh, Mr. Famous Pants. Um, what made you decide to start writing? Uh, well, uh, you know, I, I studied writing um, as an undergrad and a grad student, and that's kind of where I got the writerly bug. But it was all like like these grand literary journals, you know, that mm-hmm. nobody had ever read. And and when I would bring them up at like Thanksgiving dinner, my parents would be like, yeah, OK, so how are you going to eat? Right. And um, so I uh, at one point I was trying to publish this this like grand memoir about my father and his drug addiction and all this stuff. And uh, which is actually where the blog title comes from. No idea what I'm doing because they don't really have a dad around. Oh. Um, and so it's kind of a you know, it's like funny. But at the same time, there's a little bite there. And uh, anyways, I, I I was really depressed and frustrated. I was a stay at home dad at the time. And I decided to write a post about being a stay-at-home dad on this, like, old blog that I created in grad school. And I posted I think, like, a thousand people read it. And the circulation of the last literary magazine I'd been in had, like, 300, a circulation of 300. And so my head just, like, exploded. Mm. And so I was like, oh, wow, well, I'm just going to keep writing on this thing five days a week, you know, for for a a year and see what happens. You know, by the end of it, you know, Good Morning America come to my house, which was like super awkward. What? And then um, it was was like the show was, I think the segment was, I'm going to say 10 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. And they were at my house for like nine hours, just like wandering around my home. What was the segment about? (laughs) So I wrote this article for the Washington Post about how, when my wife and I switched roles, like whenever we switch roles, whenever I become a stay home parent or she becomes a stay home parent or whenever we, we, we always end up something, something goes sideways. And, um, I, I, when I was a young father, I was like, I started blaming her for the, for the messy house mm. and getting up in her business, which of course, you know, went over like the Titanic. And, um, <laughs> and so she comes up to me and she just had this, like, we had this very candid conversation where she said, you know, I'm not worried about, what about the what the neighbors think of our house i'm worried about the development of our kids mm. and i'm worried about like taking time off to like i'm not worried about the dirty dishes i'm worried about teaching the daughter to, to use the potty or or your, your your son to walk and that's like more apparent I, more important right now as a parent and it was this moment where i said oh well you know i got a messy house and i have these like really bright happy smart kids mm. and i was like well maybe that's a good thing and yes. so that's what the article was about was this kind of aha moment that i had early as a father and uh, so anyway, this thing is like the most read article on the Washington Post for like days. And then I'm getting like messages from like crazies. And they're like, do you keep like rats in your house? Like, <laughs> why, why are you so cheap? Why can't you pay for a house cleaner? Right. Like, Whoa. So let's pump the brakes there. I work in education. And um, <laughs> so it totally anyway, it took off. And next thing I know, I got a cameraman wandering around my house and, and, and I'm trying to keep them out of the, the messy rooms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is where we anyway, keep the rats. Please keep moving. This is, this is yeah. the hoarding room. <laughs> so I moved, uh, anyway, so yeah, so I, I wrote for like a year and it, and it started to pick up. Um, and then, you know, I just stuck with it and just kept writing and it's been great. Like it's been the greatest thing for like me, as a father is to reflect on my children and my wife. In fact, there are times that I'll write something. I'm like, why is this standing on my head? 
And then I'll realize, oh, it's because I was being a dick. And then I will go and apologize to my wife or my child. And then I'm able to finish the essay. So this right. has been very, it's very good for us as a whole. You know what I was just thinking about? Uh, you know, us moms have so many mom bloggers and bloggers that we can look up to for insight and inspiration. And if you think about it, like our husbands, boyfriends, whatever, aren't really sitting around looking at other dad bloggers. Um, they're usually looking at weird stuff, you know, like sports games <laughs> and stuff like that. I would love for my husband to gain insight from another dad who's in the same position. You know what I mean? Because you only know what you know. And as somebody like you who grew up without a father, if you never had an example growing up of how a dad should be or what it should look like. Um, it's got to be tough to navigate those waters. And I don't, you know, want to tell my husband's story, but it's similar to yours. And so I think it's cool that you're doing this. Um, do you have males? Do you know if you have male dads following you or is it primarily moms? So the original thought was I'm going to write and like all these dads are going to read it and they're going to be all about it. But it's mostly women. It is mostly women between the ages of like 25 and, and 40 that read my blog and then they all tag their husbands. Right. Uh, right. Passive aggressively. Right out of them. That's right. <laughs> I, I can passive aggressively do just about anything to my poor husband, but mm -hmm. I know that I've done it to him specifically with your stuff. So do you, do you get, <laughs> do you get guff? Do you get kickback from, uh, guff? I'm, you know what, <laughs> Tiffany, you and I are going to have it out later. Okay. <laughs> As the oldest one here, I am allowed to say things like guff and circle the wagons okay. and then can poop. You so moving on. Well, you know, <laughs> Do by you? Young Meredith. <laughs> She's spitting coffee. My, so it's it, what I, uh, there are a few things that I, so I know a lot of mom bloggers. I know more mom bloggers than I do dad bloggers, although mm -hmm. I know there are several very good dad bloggers out there, um, including myself naturally. And right. um, so I, uh, what I get are I do I do sometimes get the angry guy that's telling me that I'm a piece of crap and and <gasps> yada yada and I will always offer him a free copy of my book. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. And I'll be like, listen, man, like I'm going to send you a signed copy because you're actually my target audience. You're the guy I'm trying to reach. And I have actually had one guy that trolled me for like a couple of months, and then finally he accepted the copy. And sent me an apology. No. Nice. Look at that I'm win. I'm feeling really good about that. Wow. But for wow. the most part, I get women. So most of the mom bloggers I know, they get dick pics, um, which is unfortunate what? and weird. And Don't they get say a lot you. Have of you gotten any? any? I get them every day. I what? How, you're not? Yeah. And now, like, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, what? Why I don't want them, but right. now that I don't have them, I want to know why I'm not getting them. I look, I don't know why. I literally got a Snapchat two seconds later. A penis was in my inbox. Oh god! And then I st I was getting them on Facebook, but it's it's I haven't had any in a while, not in a good long while. But I was literally I opened my phone and my husband's over my shoulder and he's like, "What's that?" And I'm like, "A penis." Oh my gosh, and he's like, whose penis? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It was on the Snapchat. I don't know how it got there. Oh my God, that's so funny. Sorry, Clint. Keep going. Whatever. No, I'm not right. mad about Tiffany, it. I, you and me both, you know, have never been sent a penis. Um, so uh, I, what I get oftentimes are women asking me how to handle some sort of a frustration with their husband. 
I thought oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. I know. Yeah, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for like a yeah. <laughs> invitation or a, something spicy. But I'm glad women oh, are way no, more. Oh, no, no. No one has ever emailed me and been like, hey, how you doing? No? You know? Okay. Uh, Same. I, no, I have, never, I have never been picked up online. Hence, uh, you know, the conversation we had before the interview about me feeling like I look like Danny DeVito. Um, so, <laughs> you do not. Uh, but no. I, I mostly get women trying to fix the man they're with mm-hmm. and and there are times that i am like well you know you need to talk to him openly or whatever and 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 i don't know if i help or not sometimes i'll get messages i'm like you need to leave this guy because wow. what he's doing is is no no bueno right and that has to be tough though because i, I mean i know tiffany and i get hit up for advice all the time mm-hmm. and actually the reason that i started this podcast was because i said i first of all we it's not I only know, like Tiffany said, you know what you know. And so I can touch on certain topics, right? And so then when Tiffany and I started doing this together, I was like, well, look how great this is. Tiffany can talk about step parenting and can, and Tiffany can talk about all of these other things that I have no clue about. And finding, you know, people like you, Clint, who can come in and give a different perspective. That's the whole reason we started this podcast, because you can't be a know-it-all about everything and at least be legit and good at it right so it's like i only know that i only know the craft that i deal with day in and day out so when people write to us i think the best thing to do is try to send them to somebody who may be able to offer them assistance Mm -hmm. so that's why we started this so i'm so glad you came so so before we get into our first segment why don't you tell us um your uh we need to know clint this is a serious question Mm -hmm. What, what is your one your what is the biggest thing you want to conquer in, in 2019? Oh my gosh. I, I thought she was going to ask boxers a brief. I'm boxers surprised. <laughs> Commando. Uh well, underwear aside, I you know, I don't I I well, right now, I guess the big thing is I, I so I have another book in the works. So I have been sitting in self-loathing silence eating mm. vanilla wafers and uh-huh. drinking diet soda. Mm-hmm. And, and writing this sucker, uh, and so I, I'm hoping that 2019 that this is this is a huge hit, okay. and and I can go live my literary dreams in France or some other <laughs> coastal area. Wow! Um, you know, that drinking sounds... my diet soda and eating my vanilla wafers on the beach. Yes, right. As as most Frenchmen do. That sounds like exactly <laughs> absolutely what, exactly what they're doing. That's awesome. This uh, oui, is oui. exactly why I've never been to France. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, no. So, and I did read your book. I read your book. Um, uh, I'm sorry, love your husband. Fantastic. So, where can people get that? So it is wherever good books are sold. So if you go there and they don't have it, then you are at the wrong place. Bad, oh, bad bookseller. Uh, oh. Mostly Barnes and Noble, Amazon. You know the usual. The uh, Amazon. It yes. is. So it's a collection. It, it's actually a, a collection of apologies to my wife and children. Um, I have never done anything illegal that I'm aware of, but there are um, a lot of. There's just a lot of, uh, you know, ways that I have messed up and ways that I would have all the stuff that I wish I had known before I gotten into it. So it's funny. Um, it there's, funny. you know, there's a list of, of all the things I never should have said to my pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. And, um, and there are, there's the essay from the Washington post about when I realized, you know, that we have happy children in a messy house. And, um, and so for the most part, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a funny take on what I've learned and all the mistakes I've made up in these, uh, 15 or so years I've been married. 
And and what I loved about when I get a, when I read a good book, you, it paints a picture. And your book painted sure. a, a great picture, and I could I could see myself in your house and your na- and, and and your neighbor's house, and like all the kids running through your house, and you're like, why the hell are all these kids in this in my house? You know, like I could just it was great. <laughs> I'm not doing it justice, but the point is, it was a great book. So go go buy his book so he can have money. Those were his words, not mine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> go buy his book so, so I can the- live that beautiful beach dream. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm just scroll. Go. Oh, you're sorry. You can't scroll. My computer is not a touch screen. No, there's no. Stop. It's right there. It's... You're the. All right. All right. Meredith. <sighs> yes. Where do reindeer go to dance? This is going to be. He's terrible. already laughing because he knows how hilarious. It's going to be terrible. Where, Tiffany? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> reindeer. I don't know the answer. I'm disappointed. Reindeers go to dance at Christmas balls. <laughs> Get it? That's so terrible. No, because they have balls that they dance at. Y- yes, they do. <laughs> Christmas yes, time. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to that our guests that you had to hear that. Awful. All right. So what do we have in trending news, Tiffany? Sorry. Um, <clears throat> in trending news, the holidays are right around the corner, and every kid is sending off their letter to Santa, the dreaded wish list. Dun, dun, dun. So Clint posted this excerpt that I'm about to read on his Facebook page. And of course, it went insanely viral. And you'll hear why in a second. Uh, It's probably going to sound oddly similar to what your children are clamoring. There's another old person word for you about. So these are Clint's words, and I'm going to read them for him because that's not awkward because he's on the call. Our son's wish list added up to just over $5,000, and I've never wanted to make someone live on the streets until now. <laughs> Play-Doh was on everyone's list, and we won't be getting any of that because I'd rather slam my head in a car door. Our daughter asked for a Barbie dream house to share so they can fight over a pretend house inside of our real house. <laughs> I don't think my 11-year-old could possibly get lazier, and then boom, he asked for a hoverboard. <laughs> As if having real pets wasn't enough, my my daughter asked for a stuffed dog that licks and twerks along with a walking unicorn who declares her love. Christmas morning is going is going to be like <laughs> Narnia meets Miley Miley Cyrus. $60? <laughs> Not today. LOL surprise. Our middle daughter asked for a bath bomb making kit, a child-sized foot massager, and a children's press-on nail kit. Turns out I'm raising Paris Hilton. <laughs> we finally wilted down their list to something they need, something they want, and something they can read. Bring on the tears and God bless America. Happy holidays. Oh my goodness. I had never heard that. That's hilarious. This is, I, I, when I read this, I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't think that my 12 year old could get lazier. And he asked for a moped, a moped. The child asked for a moped for Christmas. And I was like, first of all, I will stick you in a trash can upside down if you ride around on a moped. I won't, we won't even have to wait for your friends to do it at school. But I was like, do you realize how expensive a moped is? I was like, kid. Listen, Narnia meets Miley Cyrus is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Can you just get a visual? It's like a Miley Cyrus concert. Get out of the wardrobe, animals. Oh my gosh. So, so though, but why? Why are they? Why is it? Because think back. Let's just think for one second. It's 2018. I don't even want to think back. It's depressing. Tamagotchis and sky dancers. I asked for, I remember one Christmas, I got all up in arms because I wanted a cabbage patch. And Smurf color forms. Do you remember color no. forms? No. What is that? 
Please tell me somebody remembers color forms. I I don't remember color Those forms. Those color but forms you was before came our out time. Of an era which has been discussed. <laughs> I don't remember. Co- color forms. <laughs> Are those Dave? Do you remember color forms? For the love of all things holy, this is you guys awkward. Are the worst. Okay, color forms are these tiny little plastic things that were reusable stickers. So they didn't like you could peel them off and restick them again. But you, it would come with this backboard, this cardboard backboard with a scene on it, and you could put the color forms all over the place. Color forms were the bomb. They had them in all the different sets. You guys oh, are the worst. Yeah. Okay, but they were like five this bucks, is- right? This was good. This you were was like entertainment. The of your neighborhood. This was like the en- <laughs> this was entertainment though. Think about it. Like I used to peel and stick freaking plastic pieces on cardboard and I thought it was the best thing ever. Right. My kid wants a moped, a hoverboard, no. light up sneakers and um Nerf rival airsoft guns. My son was so mad when I told him I wasn't because I told him like I'm not getting a hoverboard. He's like, "Why not?" And I'm all, "Dude, if I get you a vehicle, you're the motor, okay? Like, yeah. you will be the motor of that vehicle, and there's no getting around it at this Wait, point. Do- um, I, I am not, like, you You are a slug of a little boy. I love you, and you are so slug. bright, and you have so many friends, but if I literally didn't kick your butt to get out of the couch, you would never would. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no way. Sorry, I can't think about anything else. Do hoverboards exist now? They're on wheels, Tiffany. They're oh, not like, yeah, totally yeah. it's not like, totally it's not, it's oh. just, a, it's, it's like just a, a stupid, a right. It literally looks like a, it's so dumb. It's, it's so, so dis- stupid. I just got so excited. I'm no, not no, kidding. No, no, you're, it's not back to the I never have to use my legs again. <laughs> no, it's not. This, <sighs> is, this is terrible. They're awful. Okay. But I just, it gets a lot har- harder as your kids get older to fulfill their wish list because they get so stinking expensive. And the more kids you have. Yeah. They all want something, and you can't just give them coal. I've tried that. They actually want <laughs> gifts. I can't relate. Well, your kids are little oh. still. Well, I do have an eight-year-old. Yeah. Okay. And you know what, what she wants? Santa Books. were real. Man, if Santa were real, what a kids budget saver worst. he'd be. Yeah, um, right? It's great to have him just, just yeah, you, you handle it, buddy. Yeah. Wait, Thanks. D- Santa's... Santa's did, real. Did he just say... It's fine. Okay, it's fine. Santa's real. Sorry, Santa's real. Sorry. It's fine. But but seriously yeah, though, it, it gets so expensive the the older the older they get. Like, and you know what? And my daughter actually was was the really expensive one this year because she wanted uh, gymnastics equipment. Now, if you've ever had to go buy a balance beam before, Whoa. like she wants a balance beam, tumbling mats, mm. like it's like. I wow, pay yeah. I pay a car payment every month to send you to gymnastics, and now we have to put a balance beam in the backyard. Well, You've lost your ever loving mind. If you want her in the Olympics, I don't. You'll take a loan out. I don't. I'm actually a mediocre parent who wants nothing to do with this. <laughs> the gym moms are crazy, man. They're there all the time, nonstop. I I do the drop off and pick up. Like I don't want to hang, man. I Listen, don't want to hang. You could make some equipment. I could make some. That's what my dad would have done. Splintery two like by fours. That does it. sound the safest way to handle it. But I don't know. So why don't we take a caller and see what ridiculous nonsense kids are asking for out there? Mm-hmm. Well, because I feel hold like. On, Can I, okay. I, wait, just a sec. I yeah. do have one thing here. Yes. So when I was 12, I really wanted a Discman. Right. Yeah. And I wanted Green Day's Dookie. Yes. Okay? Of course. And I got both of those under my tree. But my mother was not happy about it, and it was really hard for her to afford it because she was a single mom. And that was like a huge expense. Yes. Now, I listened to Dookie all Christmas Day, holding the, the Disman very carefully so it would not skip. 
And I think overall, this improved, like, it improved my dexterity as an adult, mm-hmm. keeping it from skipping mm-hmm. the whole time. But this was like a huge, like, my mom was like, I don't know if we can afford this Discman. That was, and I, I think back, I would assume that that had to have been close to the cost of a hoverboard. Right. Like, uh, in comparison. I see I what you're know. saying, though. They're like 300 bucks. Was a Discman ever? Well, the money is different now, too. Right. Inflation. That's D- the Dow word. Jones, all those things. But I mean... I don't know. I think there may be a, a bit of a gap there, but I feel what you're saying. I know I get what you're saying because I thought about that too when I was looking at, t- you know, 1986 versus 2018, like what I was asking for then and what kids are asking for now. But I just feel like everything is so stinky. Do you know these Nerf guns that my boys want are a hundred dollars a gun? That's a lot of a hundred dollars for to yeah. shoot ping pong size balls at each other so that they can blind each other in the backyard. And then I had to get like safety goggles for these stupid things because legitimately they're going to hurt themselves if they don't have on tactical gear. We can't play with the guns more yeah, than but- once because the bullets are lost forever One after one round of well, using That's them. what my husband said to them. What happens when you idiots are outside and you shoot all your balls all over the place? Whoa. They're balls. They're not d- darts. They're balls. They're like ping pong size balls. They're going to leave friggin' welts too. Right. What were you going to say? Well, they they go a couple hundred miles an hour or some crazy thing, right? Like, I mean, if you really think about it, like, if you just take those and and then you could save money on a vasectomy, you know, and then stick them them on the the husband. You know, I shouldn't have said that. Wait, no, that's kind of, I'm, the light bulb's going off in my head. Tiffany needs that. I don't, I don't currently need that. Clint, I'll fill you in that I recently had a hysterectomy. So if he, if he chooses to, to not, he doesn't have a hysterectomy. He doesn't have a hysterectomy. Jeez. He doesn't have a vasectomy, so technically he could procreate with someone else. But well, that would cause probably a, that would cause a problem in her well, marriage. <laughs> this has nothing to do I'm with leaving this plan on the table. You yeah, do what you want. You, you do know? it. You do what you gotta do. Do you guys remember Talk Boys? No. What is that? Clint, do you remember Talk Boys? I remember the name Talk Boy, but the image has has escaped me. Well, let me paint it for you. Please. Because it's Not the greatest right. gift in the history of all time. It's a little handheld thing that you put a tape cassette in and it has a little microphone that sticks up like this oh from home alone yes i didn't know that's man, what that was called oh i had so many i had a talk boy a talk girl my sister and i would record messages and send it to each other but we were in the same bedroom so we just throw the talk boy to the other <laughs> bed <laughs> and she'd listen sure. um awesome we have a caller Beth from Florida with three chickens. Hi. Hey. Hi, Beth. Welcome. Nice to talk to you guys. You too. So what are your kiddos? What's the most expensive, ridiculous, nonsensical thing on the list? Well, the most nonsensical thing on the list, and I have no clue what it is, it's a gizmo. Gizmo? I feel like that's a fake word. Oh, what's a gizmo? Does have, anybody know what that I is? I don't know. Wait, I, I, that's from Gremlins. That was the little, you know, like, hey, I'm the cute one. Don't get me wet. Right, that was gizmo. That's what he sounded right. like, Clint. Just like that. Yeah, that was exact. That okay. was, I did the voice actually. Just, so I was I, just checking. I know I nailed it. Okay, good. Wait, isn't that um, like a word that you use for things? Hey, honey, go grab me that gizmo gadget. Get, yeah, go, yeah. go go gadget. Well, yeah, type in Gizmo. Google that for me. We're go- we're right now in Studio G. Googling how, Gizmo. How old's the kid that wants the Gizmo? Um, it is my son who is nine, and he's questioning the whether he believes or not. So he's in third grade. Oh. And I found his oh. Christmas letter, and it just says, "P.S. I want a Gizmo." 
Okay. We listen, you need to tell him you're going to ground him. If he stops believing, first of all, yeah, tell him that if you believe you receive gifts, right? And if you don't, then you, we've got nothing. Producer Dave says he cannot figure out what a gizmo is. Yeah. I Googled it myself. Yeah. You're going to really have to do some, some, some sleuthing. I don't know what to tell you. I have no idea what a gizmo is. Okay. Listen, you get the the cute furry. Oh, it's a robot. They're saying, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Gizmo is a robot. It's a robot. Oh, Google Gizmo robot, and they're and it's gonna save your Christmas. Oh, I knew calling you guys was it's a, a it's idea. a two. Wait, hold your hold your vagina. It's a two hundred dollar robot. Did you just say hold oh, your is- hoo ha? It's a two hundred dollar <laughs> robot. You might want to get him a gremlin instead. You might be able to find. Yeah, you that get it. the cute. You get the cute gremlin with the big eyes. He's furry. No one can hate that gremlin. Right. Like that kid for sure. Forget all about the original Gizmo, and he's gonna sleep with that every night. Yeah, he's, he's definitely gonna say Santa's a Santa's a hack if you show up with a stuffed animal and he asks for a two. <laughs> okay, so now you know that that's is that the most expensive thing your kids asked for? Was there something else? Now, my kids are actually very, very good with and money conscious, and they um, want – I have two boys and a girl. My oldest is 10 and a half, mm-hmm. um, and he really wants a Nintendo Switch. And that yes. is um, – we're oh, pretty yes. frugal in our spending, so he will blow his mind when he finds out he's going to get one. Aww, as a awesome. Together Aww. brother's gift. That's so, what we yeah. did two years ago for their brother's together gift was the Switch. And oh, yeah. it was, but th- like that was Christmas. I was like, well, that's what you well, got. Cause much, it was, yeah. yeah. Cause it was so, but I feel you. Yeah. I totally feel you. But it was a great brother gift because the two of yeah. them will play that stupid Mario Kart thing over and over again forever yeah forever endeavor so yeah so awesome we wish you a very merry christmas happy holidays you you got going on thank you for calling in well thanks for taking my call you guys are wonderful and i love um your mission and helping all of us moms and dads and everywhere so thank you so much thank you thank you have a great day you too bye my four-year-old specifically wants a robot that's that arm that's arms swing around for an entire year and the head looks back and forth between me and daddy that's what he asked for oh i'm not gosh. kidding and chloe wants macaroni and cheese well for christmas oh, yeah. who doesn't yeah you should get her you should go to like costco and get the giant box of craft that has like 60 of them and just put it under the tree yes be like you ask, you receive. Merry Christmas to me. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah we had Kraft Mac every every night. All right. So let's see. What, what are we rock? So Christmas, Christmas is coming, people, for those of Listen, you who don't know. I think we already talked about this, but I am a big fan of buying many gifts at the dollar store for my young children. Did yes. we talk about this already? Yes, yes, okay. Then yes. I won't do it again. No, it's great. It's a good idea. Because they like opening things, right? Right. right. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, and if they lose it or break it, it doesn't matter. It was a, it was a dollar. Right. So, yeah, if you have little, little, littles like that, it is way easier to um, get things on a budget because, first of all, I have news for you. They're going to throw out whatever was in the box and just play with the box. Yeah. So screw you, mom and dad. Yeah. And it's it just that's always the way it goes. Although my my eight year old still takes he's like a hoarder. He takes any time a delivery comes to our house and that's two to three times a day. <laughs> 
he takes the box when I'm done with it and it goes into his room Aww. and he builds things with it and, and he'll sleep in it. And it's <gasps> like, I'll just find him in a cardboard box. Oh my God. I love him so much. He just loves cardboard boxes. So, so cute. He that's, I, I don't even need to get him anything this year. I have plenty of boxes. Yeah. 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 You know, my daughter has just gotten a huge fight over a cardboard box. Um, <laughs> so this can go bad. Uh, they, they were trying to make their own little Barbie dream house oh, and yeah. I was trying to help them. And I apparently wasn't doing a very good job. And then there were tears and, and hair pulling. It was bad. Oh. That box just went bad. That's, you know, it's funny that you say that. My son, my oldest son asked for a TV for Christmas, which he's not getting. Uh, and I told him that several <laughs> times you're not getting a TV because then why would you ever come out of your room? Like you have to come sure. out of your room because he's going to be 13, right? So we're in the middle of this angsty, puberty-ridden awfulness. So he took a cardboard box and... literally made it look like a television set printed out a picture of the Goldbergs and taped it on the inside and he's like look mom I'm watching the Goldbergs and I'm like that's awesome that's the only TV you're ever getting and he's like no I wanted to show you how creative I was and then you would go and buy me the TV and I'm like no you have a TV now it would have worked for me you're all set yeah you should give him one of those like get him like a puppet you know like a little puppet box to put in yeah yeah his own goldberg some goldberg puppets yeah bev and yeah hilarious murray yeah all right okay so let's uh let's talk parenting crap next yes so in parenting crap we are going to talk lotus births and they are apparently on the rise and trending and i've already received some hate mail from a video and a post we did over on That's Inappropriate. <laughs> but I saw it was trending. And so, of course, when I see something trending, I Google it. Right. I can't ungoogle Lotus Birth. <laughs> okay. Do you wish you could? I do a little bit because I get the heebie jeebie skeebies when I see things. And do you know what a Lotus Birth is, Tiffany? I'm not 100% sure. Okay. So let me just fill Tiffany and Clinton and everybody else. A Lotus Birth is when you after you've had the baby you you do you delay cutting the umbilical cord and a lot of people do that while they're in the hospital or most of these people do home births while they're while they do a, they'll delay it for up to a few hours right well a lotus birth is not just delaying it for a few hours but delaying it until the cord actually falls off so you have to carry the umbilical cord and placenta around with the baby until the umbilical cord falls off naturally, which could be anywhere from seven to 21 days. Oh, I misunderstood. I thought that for some reason that the end of the placenta was still up in your lady parts. No, no. You don't just like tether around with the like placenta in your vajay. You take oh. no, the placenta. Everything is, is shot out through the birth canal. And then you have to like put the placenta in like a satchel or like a Ziploc or some Did you like say pot. Satchel like a purse? Like a right. Like like you have to put it. I've actually, I Googled it. They actually have placenta holders on Amazon because <gasps> people do this. I've seen them potted in clay pots. I've seen them just in like tote bags, plastic lined tote bags. So, um, so it's a thing though. And the reason they say they do it is because the, the baby is going to receive those nutrients from the placenta until the umbilical cord falls off, okay. which, okay. Like we've talked about people eating their, their placentas here on the podcast. Mm-hmm. The issue I have with this and the questions are just so numerous. Once you birth it, it's dead. It's not attached to a blood supply anymore. So it's literally just a dead placenta attached to a baby. Is there so- residual nutrients doctors are saying the benefits do not outweigh the risks because infection could 
potentially happen and the baby can get sick. But people are saying, no, 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 this is the best thing ever. Hey, well, can we take a step back? Sure. Because, sure. okay, so sure. It's I got a big topic. Kids, but like, and we talk about the miracle of birth and, and I witnessed one of them and that was terrifying. <laughs> it was a cesarean and, and I was kind of hiding behind the little curtain they put up, mm-hmm. you know, right, so right, I don't right. have to look. And then the doctor said, Hey, come see your son. And so I poked my head around there and like, he was like half out of this like gaping wound in my wife's stomach. Right. And he's like screaming this like man creature baby with like a <laughs> tentacle thing around him. <laughs> and I almost passed out and I sat down and my wife, her eyes are just like glossy, you know, cause she's all drugged up. She's like calm as a Hindu cow. And she's like, Hey, what's, what's going on over there? And I said like, you don't want to know. And that's the most I've looked with all three kids. Like I refuse to, to look. So I guess my question is like, so the baby comes out, right? And then there's an umbilical cord connected to him. I was aware of all this. Now the placenta just comes out too, or do they got to like pull, like is, where does that fit? Well, you birth, if it's a vaginal birth, you birth the placenta after the baby. It it comes out, oh. they take it, they cut the cord, and then that's obviously my medical goodness, waste. goodness, what I missed. Okay. My goodness. If it's a cesarean, I'm assuming they just take that sucker out after as well. But you, you clamp the cord, and then you cut it. And that's how they kind of like tie sure. it off. And that's where that little knot thing is. And that's, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard based on how they cut the cord is the type of belly button you get. I don't know that's if that's what I true. heard too. Like whether it's an Indy or an Audi or the or way whatever. it falls off. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if yeah. there's science behind any of this. Not that any of that matters, but, um, but yeah, the just thing, so you know, I have an any, okay. I don't I, want there to be any just, discrepancies. Right. Right. Yeah. I was Thanks for clearing that up on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> okay. Clinton has an any. <laughs> oh, oh my, the places we could go with that. Um, <laughs> the places you could go, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. but so oh, was it, 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 go ahead. Oh Sorry. <laughs> Let's not talk about my belly button. Reel it in. But, but I just am curious because I did get a bunch of people saying you're uneducated. You have no idea, but it's like, I spent some time on the Google and I researched and I read some things and I just kind of feel like doctor after doctor was saying the benefits do not outweigh the risks. The child can can receive infection from the placenta and it's literally a dead it looks like a big old friggin liver and in a in a tote in a ziploc and it's like so what are you doing when you're like what if you have to go out and somebody was like who takes their newborn baby out i'm like my third newborn my third kid we were out a few days after leaving the hospital like we had to go out i okay so in their defense they're as in the the women who are doing this yes um, I have had experience, uh, positive experiences with holistic things mm-hmm. that doctors may not necessarily recommend. Mm-hmm. So there's a different thought process for different people, whereas some people see and experience benefits from things that aren't necessarily from a doctor. And I'm not sure how to word it, but, um, they're, you know, like medicine men back in the day, like there, there are people out there who believe that if you like rub these leaves from the jungle on your armpits, it'll rid you of, you know, cancer and diabetes. Like there's holistic treatments that the doctors would probably say, no, 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 but people have experienced benefits from it. So like, I'm interested to hear if, you know, despite Google, despite the doctors, if anybody's had 
positive experience or noticed a difference from doing this? I highly doubt anybody who's listening right now or watching is going to have done this. But if so, I would totally love to hear. Well, we did have people that talk, that called in on the show we did about placenta eating. Right. And eating. they talked about encapsulating it and they've talked about it for ha- having many different, and I've read, and, and prior to that show, I did go on the Google and I read a bunch of stuff and it did say that there were tons of benefits for postpartum depression and other things with that. And it's like, you want to eat a placenta, go eat, a, I mean, eat your own, but like, well, go on, eat a placenta. Yeah, this I mean, is if, weird to me because it's, could, if, I don't know. If somebody wants to carry the, I mean, okay. Like if, if, if my, if my wife's Mel, right. And if Mel said, we're going to hold on to the placenta. I mean, of course I would have said, what's a placenta. Cause I'm, you know, recently educated. And then, um, she would say, well, these are the benefits. And I'd be like, all right, I guess we're going to carry this sack of placenta around. And, and I get over it. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, I mean, it's, it's not something that I would do like say, Hey, can we hold on to the placenta? Um, or would I eat a placenta or ask my wife to, but I guess if people are going to do it, uh, mm-hmm. I just hope I that know. what they're doing I mean, is it's, safe. It's, That's my concern. I just think this, the safety to the baby uh, for infection was the thing that kind of got me like, what? Like that was the thing that I was like, whoa, whoa, these, and I, and I, Tiffany, Hmm. I hear you that there are other things that people can be doing and experiencing. And, and, and I really do believe to each their own. Mm -hmm. I just found this highly, um, Unusual. Unusual. Thank you for that good word. And I thought, wow, people, are people really doing this? So does anybody, let's try to take a caller before we move on to the third segment. Has anybody, do you know somebody who did this? Did you do this? Did you, have you done other highly unusual birth things? Because, because the other thing that I did as I was on the Google, (laughs) uh, none of these people were having hospital births. That were doing this. Right. These with were doulas. all home births with doulas. They Doesn't were in, surprise me. They were in like kiddie pools in their in their yeah. living room or a or a, a I my my niece was born at one of those um birthing centers where they do it in the tub. Yep. The big and it's a massive like like a mini swimming pool. But that's what I mean. Like there are people out there who are more into natural stuff. Yep. And so they don't want to be in a hospital room with bright lights being pumped full of medicines and induced. Right. They want it to be as natural as possible, as close to like where we originated from as possible. I I feel that. And I can tell you from only having a hospital birth though, Mm -hmm. and doing it three times, I can tell you that if they shoved you out somewhere like in a field, you could have a baby. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't necessarily be pleasant, but your body knows what it's doing. Right. Your body's going to do it. Not to say that there couldn't be complications because one of my kids was upside down. Mm. which would have caused a whole heap of trouble right. if I were in a field somewhere. Sure. Uh, Cause the doctor totally had to turn that sucker around right. and it was last minute. Like, Oh crap, your baby's upside down. Like what? How did we not know? Surprise. And we didn't. Right. And it was like, people were screaming. There? People were screaming in the delivery room. It was crazy. Oh gosh. It was a disaster. My daughter was face up, smashed with her face up to the thing. So they she's were been worried. a gymnast since she yeah. was little. <laughs> but my point is your body really does know what it's doing. It's going, but I just, as the worrier, as the fear, as the anxiety ridden one, I would be like, what if? Like, I don't, I can't go have the baby in the kiddie pool because what if there's a problem? Well, I'm a what ifer. Well, you said that after your third was born, you took them out a couple of days after birth, which a lot of people don't like to do because of germs and exposure yeah. to getting sick. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. Maybe if I had 12 kids. 
Maybe if you had 12 kids. The 13th one, I would be like, I could do this in a bit in a bathtub. I'm just saying, like, maybe it's like having the more kids you have. Right. You're more prone to doing other things. Right. But I don't have a uterus anymore, so I can't do this. So this Lotus thing is new, so technically we don't really know the benefits or risks yet? Uh, It started, it was actually something that people started doing in 2008. Oh. And it kind of went by the wayside because of the research, and now it's trending hard again, and people are like, no, this was a great idea. We We should look into it again. Poor Clint is traumatized. Yeah, He's like, bit. what have I gotten myself into? So we don't know. see my face. No callers, right huh? It's pale. Well, uh, well, that's okay. We can go on to the. I'm sure. I'm sure we can have. I'm sure we. I'm sure we're going to get callers on this next segment because this next segment is going to be fun. I really. Yeah, I'm nervous about this. I one. really hope Clint we need you here. for this next one. I'm. Well, you know, okay, so just a little, in, you know, before we dive into this, which I am aware of, of what is happening, but I'm not aware. This this is a, this, speaking of the earlier dad blogger question, when I end up on podcasts, I was like, hey, Clint, want to speak for all husbands? <laughs> oh, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> do I? Right, right. Uh, I don't. I and don't I really, don't. Let's do, I'm ready. You know what? That's a good point, though, because we automatically assume that because you're a man, you'll be able to give us some kind of magical insight. And that's a lot of pressure on you. So no pressure. But just tell us exactly what our husbands are thinking, please. No, it's pressure. I, <laughs> I specifically wrote this in the vein of pressuring him. So let's see. So love and, great. <laughs> love and marriage is brought to you by Clint, Tiffany, and Meredith because we are all spectacular wives. Oh, wait. What? I mean, I mean spouses. I meant spouses. We're all spectacular spouses. Oh, All right, so man, this in, is great. This is going to be good. Just hold on to your tiggle bitties. This is Meredith. Yeah, my any, my your any. So, um. <laughs> in love and marriage, what are men actually thinking when wives say the following thing? So, I, I, I have a little bit of a, I have a, a little list. It's a tiny little list, and then we can actually have callers call in with theirs. Um, what are you? What are you saying to me? My husband likes to say things to me while I'm in the middle of recording things. And then he makes <laughs> hand gestures. And uh, so <clears throat> I am always wondering what my husband is thinking when I say things. Always. Because I, I feel like I cannot read him. I don't know about you, Tiff. Can you read your husband? Uh, I, he just glazes over most times when Mostly, I'm talking. Like yeah. Glazed ham. Okay. <laughs> so, <clears throat> Clint. Uh-huh. When your wife says... Never mind. I'll do it myself. What is the first thought that pops into your mind? Check. (laughs) Oh, well, that problem solved. Done. (laughs) I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. That's my husband. Got this. This has been handled. My wife got it. You didn't. You don't really believe that. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. You can't possibly really truly believe that. Uh, I mean, I, I think that now that we're talking about it, now I'm nervous and I'm not sure what I think anymore. Oh my God. He said, check. No hesitation. Listen, but that's how different our brains are. I know. Do you actually know what we mean when we say, "never mind"? I'll just do it myself. I'm, I'm pretty sure that means you should come do it. Get your ass up. Yeah. Yeah. Can I say ass? Yeah. You can say. Or else. Yeah. You're going to be. On the sofa. Well, it basically, never mind, I'll do it myself means I've asked you repeatedly to do this. You've refused to do sure. this. I'm now going to show you that I am currently doing it and I'm pissed off at you. 
Yeah. That's just my interpretation. That's I, pretty much. I, I'm not going to speak for all wives as Clint can't speak for all husbands, but I'm going to say if I look at my husband and I say, never mind, I'll do it. He did it again with the hand gestures. You're killing me today. <laughs> you know, for the for the record, I don't know if I've ever actually heard that. Now, of <gasps> course, when I say that sounds like I get all the things done, which I do not, but uh the one thing I do, I did not like when I first married my wife, but I completely admire now is her ability to say, if you don't do this, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> and that threat of death tends to get me out there, on, you know, cleaning the, the gutters or whatever other uh, project I'm supposed to be handling. She's straightforward. And that's probably very helpful she, to you. So that helps. That's good. It's good to have her on the team, you know. So this is kind of our fault, technically, for not saying what we mean. Hmm. Okay. What you want to do? I didn't say that. I was not. But it's it's eye opening. A little bit. Give us give us the next one, Tiffany. Okay. Uh, You should have known. Yeah. Now I've heard that one. That's 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 usually a scary one. That's a what am I not seeing right now? Right. Like, oh, I should have seen this, but I didn't. And <laughs> now uh, we're going to have to talk about this into probably through a bathroom door. <laughs> well, but so here's my question with that on you should have known. Do you ever actually know when she said to you, you should have known? Or do you really just have like the deer in the headlight? Like, what what did I what did I not know? <laughs> I'd say if I were to put a percentage on it, yeah. it would be like a 70, 30, 70% of the time. I'm like, wow, I didn't know. <laughs> and then the other 30%, it's like I did and I should have done something. I did and I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that big of a deal. Like I thought this was something that, that I could get to later. Or uh, maybe I thought you were joking, but it turns out you were, you were dead serious. <laughs> this next one is scary. Uh, how about this? Do you think she's hot? Oh, I, you know what? I don't think I've ever been asked that. I have asked her that about other men, which says a lot about have me, you? Like Thor. She has, uh, I know she has a crush on Thor. And how can I compete with that? Like, he's the god of thunder. Yeah. With a mighty hammer. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I bet can. it is. <laughs> mighty hammer. It yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. So luckily, Thor is not real, but the character, the actor is, and he seems to be just as charming. Anyways, so let's, um, <laughs> I, I have never been asked that, but were I asked that, uh, that's a trap. And I would probably straight up say this is a trap and I don't, I'm not going to answer this, Uh, but it is, what am I supposed to say? What is he supposed to say? Help me out here, ladies. Um, Uh, I don't know. I can't tell because I can't take my eyes off of your beautiful face. Oh, oh, that was oh, terrible. That, I got, I blush. I, uh, I would be like, okay, that's a good answer. Let's bring my husband in for this one since Clint has actually never experienced this. So if I say to you, she hot, what's your response? What are you thinking? Keep quiet. <laughs> that's not a good. That gives you an excuse to look. Oh, for the love. Look at her coming out of here. 
Get out That's of here. Brilliant. That's not brilliant at all. I know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing with that. And here's the other thing too, though. I, if you want to look, like look away, like go for it. No, no, no looking. Really? Yeah, absolutely not. Your eyes are mine now. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't care. No. Look until they fall Mm-mm. out. Nope. I will glue your eyes straight ahead and make you sit in front of me at all times. Oh, wow. Okay. We don't even go out in public because he might catch <laughs> a glimpse of a woman and I don't want to risk it. Right. Because it gets awkward. <laughs> I see. All right. Go ahead. Oh, Tiffany's got a good one. Um, we need to talk. I think that one's universal. You pretty much know that yeah, it's not going to be good. something naughty. Yeah. I never know what's <laughs> happening. I, I, I kind of feel like. I've been in a car accident, and I'm not sure what direction I'm facing when says <laughs> that, but I know that something's coming. I'm not going to lie. We're going to talk about it. I use that to scare him sometimes, like when I'm mad and I can't think of any other ways to get to him. You know what I mean? I'm like, we need to talk. And oh. he's like, about what? I'm like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> you just and he's deflect. Like, wait, wait. No, yeah, tell me now. spend all day like, Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's your the point. The whole day. That's my point. That's your point. You oh. want him to suffer for yeah. an extended period of time. Yeah. Oh, okay. You want to leave your dirty clothes on the floor? Guess who's going to have a whole bad day of 24 hours you are until I'm ready to talk. Oh, wow. <sighs> and you can't look at other women. That's what I'm saying. Right. Okay, yeah, we need to talk is never fun. I don't think it's fun for either side, though. So men are pretty straightforward, and women kind of are passive-aggressive. We want you to know what we want from you, because if you truly loved us, you would be in tune with every single need that we ever had, Mm -hmm. and you'd be able to pick up on it with so much as the flutter of an eyelash. An eyelash. No, no. (laughs) These are eyelashes Uh, with a trunk hatch. Well, you know what was one my wife told me once. This was like a huge blowout. Uh, We were, I wanted to go see uh, Roger Waters perform The Wall from like Pink Floyd. Mm. And it was like three, four hours away. And and the show was like the day before our, I think it was like our fifth anniversary or something like that. And so I told her like, well, could I, I'd have to spend the night out there and then I'd get home like the, the night of our anniversary. And we had, the, you know, two kids at the time. And uh, I was like, well, you know, do you think I could go? Like, would you, would that, I just like was testing the water and she goes, you know what? You do what you want. And Ooh. I thought, oh, well, then I want to go to the show. <laughs> apparently the wrong thing Classic. to do. And so I went. And it was an amazing show. And I had a wonderful time with my friends. And we spent the night in the city. Oh, and then I came home and I basically boarded the Titanic. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah. Oh, wow. Was I already know. Yeah, I already I, know. I went down. That's awesome. Yeah, I know. That's ex- and that's and that's a really good one. You do, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. You do you. You yeah, do, do you. you do it. Go ahead. Go on. Go on. Lesson and learned. that's just that's a trap right there. That's a trap because that's not what she wants you to do. Uh, my husband did that for a on Mother's Day. He went out of town right before Mother's Day on a golf weekend with his friends and left me home with the three kids coming up to Mother's Day weekend. And he texted me and said, I think I'm going to just stay. I'm going to stay a little a little extra time here and and maybe I'll get back on the evening of or the day after Mother's Day. And I was like, you've you know, I'm thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding me. I listen, I would have been like, stay and I so, will FedEx your belongings. So because you live there now, mother. So he's 
so this so this is this is actually the story behind this is so he he's sent saying this to me right and he's like and and i'm sitting here thinking to myself i've birthed this man three children mm-hmm. i i do i'm the doer of all the things i take care of all the crap i cook i clean i cater to his every whim which is not true and he's out friggin' golfing mm. on freaking mother's day mm. and he texts me he's like well what do you act what do you want anyway for mother's day we'll we'll do something when i get back right and so i actually made the video what moms want for mother's day because I was so mad and the hate and the and the disdain and the venom that I had in my soul for him, mm-hmm. I made that video and it went insanely viral. Did it's it? actually the reason that my yeah, it's actually the reason that we're probably here today. It was my first viral video. Really? Yeah. What moms want for wow. Mother's Day, and it and it was like not to have my husband golfing, to have his ass here doing all of the things, doing the dishes, cooking me meals, bringing me brunch. Not spending time with my children because I don't want to do that on Mother's Day. I do that every other day. So, yeah. So I can tell you that that was that was not I was not happy with him. So communication is key here, guys, <laughs> is the point. Yeah, yeah. Communication yeah, is key. Stating clearly what what your expectations are can be very helpful. <laughs> just saying. Just put so, that out on the table. Clint, I you said how get... long have you guys been married? Uh, well, we've been together for 15 years. We've been married for 14 Okay, because um, we're going, we're into year 16, wow. uh, my husband okay. and I. But I can tell you that the biggest argument we've had was the first time that I actually, we had this massive argument a couple of years ago. What is it now? Five years ago? We had this big blowout. And it was the first time that I actually told him exactly what I thought, exactly what I wanted, exactly how things needed to be. And the look on his face was just sheer terror and panic. And it was like he had never heard these things before. So guess what? I had actually never told him those things before. So I had like years and years of like WTF moments. And he was like, I had no idea. You never told me. And so we actually, I actually did start instead of saying, you should just know how I feel. It's like, I feel like I hate you. And here's why. (laughs) And then I just say it. And so it is, it does get a little bit easier when you do that. Well, did, and things got better. I assume. Yeah, no, things got way better, but it was, I was just assumed he should know all of the things that I was thinking and feeling. Right. I think we as women think that, and you guys, obviously, as I'm asking these have no clue. It's because we. Well, it's not that we have. No, okay, hold on. It's not like no clue. It's not like we're walking by, like, hey, my watch just wonderful, and she thinks all the wonderful things about me. Like we have some <laughs> awareness that we have done some good things. Like we, we know, and 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 you know the fact that. So okay, so recently I had uh, uh, some friends of mine that that got divorced, right? And they were like that couple that like, oh, they're gonna be together forever because from the outside they just seemed really good, mm-hmm. and turns out that they weren't. And so I was talking to um, her about, you know, the divorce and stuff. And I said, what, were you guys just arguing all the time? And she said, no, we never argued. And she's like, I wish we argued. Wow. Because if we argued, at least it would have shown that we were still invested in this. Like by the end of, you know, the last three years of our marriage, we were just like business partners. Oh. Like living and, and doing kind of sharing shifts with the kids. And that's when she knew the marriage was, was done is when they stopped arguing. So if you're still arguing, it says that at least you're still invested. Well, I just saw last week on the Today Show, they had some article in Time that was talking specifically about this. They said the couples who stay together longest report reported that they fought weekly 
No, I'm being know, serious. Funny. They fought weekly and they said they weren't <laughs> massive blowouts by any stretch, but they said if you had a three, we were talking about this last week on filter free. If you have a 3.2 on the Fujita scale, what's it, what's it called? You know, the earthquake scale, the Fujita scale. Oh, Richter. Fajita. What's the earthquake Fajita. one? The no, Richter no, no, scale. No. It's the Richter scale, but I like the Fajita scale. Let's just okay. there. Well, stick with yeah, the Fajita scale. So uh, I don't know why what I thought that was. Um, so if you have a th- <laughs> if you have a three point two earthquake a couple times a week or whatever, you're not going to have a ten point because you're releasing the stress and the steam and there's no buildup for a oh, massive good explosion. Analogy. So they basically said couples who have these little disagreements or arguments or whatever are passionate about the marriage still and they're passionate about each other and they're not going to have those big massive explosions or just the die off because they really are still invested. They said couples who do who don't fight at all are the ones who who statistically do not make it. Hmm. So my husband was like, well, we'll be married forever. And I was like, exactly. I'm doing, I'm doing my part. I have to go home and start a fight with my husband immediately. Immediately. Well, you know, one of the best realizations I had as a husband was when I realized that my wife loves me enough to argue with me to try and make me a better person. Like, it's not like she's arguing with me for the sake of arguing or because she hates me. It's like, there's this character flaw in you. And I love everything about you but that. And can we please fix it? And that's what she's saying to me. And it has been like when I started thinking of it that way, I was like, oh, well, maybe I should listen to what she's saying right now and not take it so personal. And there are times that I, it goes both ways, of course. But when I started seeing it that way, that's when our marriage I was like, she loves me enough to try and help me be better. And that's pretty cool. That's super sweet. Let's get let's take a call. Somebody asked Clint a question. Um, let's, if you have a question that you want a man's perspective on, like something you say to your spouse, cause since Clint is speaking for all of the husbands across the globe, uh, you can ask him something and he'll give it, give you his honest, uh, his honest answer. We'll do one more as we're waiting for a caller. How about when your wife prefaces something with you never, you should, or you ought to as a direct statement? How does that, what, like, what's your thought? Uh, Usually, I do take, get a little offensive. 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 <laughs> I'm I'm having a fajita moment. Um, <laughs> I would say, I would I would usually I usually take that one bad. I'm usually like I never no come on hundred percent and then that's when we argue and then I usually try to say well like well I of course I do I I remember doing it this one time and then maybe I can't come up with a specific example and then I realize she could be right. <laughs> well, I I don't like it because it makes me feel like every time I did do that thing, it it didn't register, it didn't matter. It was pointless cuz he didn't notice anyway. And so sure. my husband said that when I use those words, it makes him not want to do the thing because he had done it before and I didn't notice it, so why should he do it now? Yeah, we talked about that on the episode where we yeah. talked about fighting fair. Mm-hmm. And they say that you sh- you <laughs> They say you should never use the word <laughs> never when you're arguing because it's it's somebody can usually find a time when they're like, no, 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 2003. Right. I, I did that. <laughs> and it's like, but oh, OK. Like, this is not like a wife only response. Like like that. That's that's a gender, not a gender specific. Like, yeah. Like, right. I've said that before, like you never da da da, and she's like, "Really? Well, let me show you the day planner, you know." And then I'm like, "Oh, oh, so for the did. love, we've got we've got Paige here from Texas." For the love, for the love, Paige. 
Um, so I have a question for him. Uh, Paige is very uh, direct. I've known known Paige for years. Paige is very direct. This should be good. And Meredith is very direct, too. (laughs) Um, uh, So, uh, hi, hi, Tiffany. Hi. I follow you, too. Yay. Thank you. Um, uh, I I think you're hilarious, by the way. Just um, Meredith's my number one. Sorry. Whatever. Hang up this call right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, so you said that when 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 you say that you don't know what she's talking about, like if y'all are talking about a kid issue or something, you have no idea. Are you, do you just live in your own world and you're not living in the same house if you don't know <laughs> what's going on with this kid that we've talked about and talked about and talked about? I mean, I I just Poor yeah. My husband doesn't understand. He he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, and somebody else said something in the feed about uh, thinking we're stupid and crazy. And it's like, oh, we live in the same house. Do you not hear the same things I hear? Brains work di- differently, uh, I think. Ooh, I don't know exactly how to handle that one. Um, I would say that most of the time um, when you're I'm, – I'm pretty – like personally, I'm pretty invested in my kids and, and I'm pretty – I'm really involved in what they're doing and and, and right. my wife and I have pretty regular discussions as to where they are and, and the concerns that we have around them. Um, I can't speak to all the situations. I mean, there are certainly times I'm like, I didn't okay. notice that. So if and I think this sometimes kid related, issue, you would know what she was talking about. That's what he's what, saying, what? yes. If it's kid related, you're tuned in. Yeah, I know what's going on with kid related. Now, there are times where like I might be doing something just really asinine that I am unaware of. And yeah. she'll be like, I can't believe that every time that I've said, you know, would you please sit down when you pee because you have problems there uh, that you haven't. Uh, and No, that's a bad example. We've never that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, there are situations where she would say, well, I, I mean, like outside of the house, we've got this problem with this bird trying to get into these weeping holes. And, and I've been putting it off for days. And she's like, have you not, can you not hear the bird, you know, banging on the side of the house? And I'm like, yeah, but I've kind of tuned it out now. And, uh, and those when she's like, you need to fix this. And I'm like, all right, I'll figure it out. Uh, but for the most part, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of floundering right now because I haven't really run into too much of it. And, and I don't, I don't know. <laughs> okay. So did you, did you take care of the bird problem? I did. I fixed uh, the one hole. She wants me to fix all the holes uh, that are a problem. You, uh, but the one problem <laughs> hole has been fixed. You uh, just went and, and did one out of hole. out of the nine, let's say, and you yeah, thought that was yeah. sufficient. Okay. So one out of ten, that's ten percent. Well, so I'm on the way. I think uh, that gosh. men's brains and women's brains work differently, and so things that are important to us, it might not occur to men that it's as important. And so, Amen. Well, well, hold on. And I things that are important to them the are not important no, no, no. I'm I'm trying to defend the guys. Oh, oh, bless you. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, is like. I think that just how women have like a crazy amount of things at the top of their list, men often have a crazy amount of things at the top of their list as well. Like, I mean, there are concerns that I think about all the time as far as, you know, I mean, I'm the, I'm the, uh, for the most part, the primary uh, worker, primary breadwinner or whatever at this time. And Mel and I have flipped it around a lot. And I think a lot about work. I think a lot about my writing. I think a lot about, you know, my social media Mm -hmm. and trying to keep up with all that. And there are a lot of things that um, I think a lot about my kids and I think and my concerns for our kids are often different than my wife's concerns for our kids. And yeah. some of that's just gender specific stuff. 
And so sometimes it just comes down to like a priority list. It's not really a not seeing. It's just that we have different top lists, tops of our priorities. Yeah. Yeah. And, that and then there's me, always the, the sex. That's always a top priority for me. <laughs> oh, Paige just went right there. Yeah, I, I, I'm, yeah, I have that issue. Yeah, yeah. Me, me and Tiffany should switch should switch roles. Oh, me and you. She could come live at my house, and I could come live at your house. Yeah, I mean you're welcome she to. Wants but to do a husband swap. Okay, what has she seen my husband? What's prompting this? I think because she wants to well, be because you were. Talking. I, I don't. I don't. I want to be celibate, so it doesn't matter what he wants. What he looks like. Oh, you have sex. I got you. You can have my husband. There you got go. It. Well, Paige, <laughs> thank you so much for calling in. It was great hearing your voice. It was good hearing you. And I will message you later. I didn't forget about okay. you. I was just at the gym this morning. Oh, okay. All okay. right. No big deal. All Not right. making any decisions anytime soon. Y'all have a great rest of the day. You Bye, too. Paige. Happy holidays. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So, so that this had that call had me thinking though before we let Clint go. I feel bad for Clint. I don't. He knew what he was getting into. I don't know. <laughs> Did uh, you feel? Well, I. <laughs> I, I, I'm a worry ward and I just want he's everybody fine. Okay. He's, he's fine. So this, I did have one, one, one other question though. Um, so does your wife ever say when you're just sitting there and you're, and nothing is going on, like it's, it's late at night or whatever, or you're just sitting and you're kind of staring off. Does your wife ever say to you, are you okay? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we both check in that way. Is that a problem? Is I, this, oh no, no, oh, no, no. Did I just walk into a trap? No, I mean like, because I'll always, my husband will just have this like look on his face and I'll be like, are you okay? Are you mad? And he gets all upset. Cause he's like, why do you think I'm mad? And I'm like, I don't know your face. And then he's like, no. And then I'm like, well, what are you thinking about? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, well, but you're all, I'm always thinking about something. Hmm. What are you thinking about? And then, and then it turns into this whole thing where he's like, don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> oh, I was worried that like every time Mel was saying, are you all right? She was saying like, why aren't you doing this? Um, no, no, no. I, mean, I just mean like helping her. Oh boy, this, you had me scared for a minute. No, he <laughs> does say that. And, and you, you know, to be honest, I, once again, I can't speak for all men, but there are moments um, where, you know, my, I, I, you know, all day I feel like I'm, I'm putting a lot of thought into everything. And there are moments towards the end of the day where I just kind of want to sit and stare at a white wall and just kind of let the brain uh, sog a little. And that's usually when she says, are you okay? Like, yeah. are you, are you mad at me? And I'm like, nope, I'm just trying not to think right now. Yeah. So that's like an actual thing that you guys are doing. Just that's the, my, just what I'm not doing. thinking. I can't speak for. Yeah, just just I just want to say I'm just going to not think for just a minute. Yeah, I'm just going to try and not think for a minute. I think and I of catch course him. You can't you know you're like I'm thinking about not thinking, but you're at least trying to ease some of that stress of of trying to manage everything up in your head. Amen. Yeah, because I think I catch him in those moments, and I assume like I I think he's deep in thought and like pondering things, and I'm always like, oh, is everything okay? Like, he's do you want to talk murder. about it? Maybe my murder, maybe where to bury the body. I don't know. And and then I'm like, and then he's like, I'm not thinking about anything. And I'm like, how is that possible? I have nine million thoughts every second. Yeah. So well, I did think you ever that's see a... the movie Airheads? Have you ever seen that? 
it's okay if you haven't. It wasn't yeah. very good. But there's a part in it where <laughs> it Adam Sandler, like, he's like, this woman's like, oh, what are you thinking about? And she's like trying to think that he's so deep. And he's like, I'm thinking about swimming pools. And that's yeah. really like when, when a guy just kind of glazed over like that, just thinking about swimming pools. Just thinking about swimming pools. Yeah, I, I like that. Sometimes I just think about cheese mm. or waffles because I, I like those. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tacos. Yeah. Tacos. Hey, I'm on day three of my diet. Stop talking about food. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Wheat. I beans, really love a good um, kale salad. It's making me a really yeah. mean person. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw it out there. Like uh, I I think somebody in the comments was like, Tiffany looks upset or displeased, something's bugging her. It's the fact that I haven't had sugar or carbs in three days and I want to oh. to burn this place down. Could you burn your own Wait. home down though? Because this is where I live. Yeah. Okay. Wait, well, hold on. Like you went like this is the holidays. Like I don't want to talk about it. How long is this going to last? Okay, never mind. <laughs> just kidding. No, I know. I know. I just really miss buttoning my pants. <laughs> And so sure. I'm going to yeah. give it a good try. I, like at least once a month, I'm like, I've had it with this body. I need out. And then I'll diet for four days and try, you know, and then on day five, I'm like, well, I've done really good. I'm going to reward myself with a cake, a whole cake. <laughs> and then it's off no, to the I, races. But it makes me angry. I do. I, I tend I, to just see. I couldn't I, love you more. Going up, you know, <laughs> my cup like, size. Oh, solid B here. Gonna need to <laughs> oh, I wish I was a solid B. What are you doing over there? I've been a negative A for my whole life. Actually, I said to my husband today, I'm like, can you can you fix my I have my uh, sports bra because it's the only thing I wear. I'm like, can you fix my bra straps? Can you loosen them? And he's like, did your boobs grow? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh. And I was like, did you really think that was going to happen at this point? Like they would grow? Like get out of here. Anyway, I, I know, don't know. Just in the boobs. Okay. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us where we can find you. Tell us all this stuff. So sure. You can find me at no idea what I'm doing. A daddy blog. I'm on Facebook and Instagram and, and the Twitter, the oh, tweeter, the tweeter. And, uh, my blog is, uh, by Clint Edwards.com. And of course, buy buy my book. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. Love your husband. If you want to know what's inside of, of, of a man's head or this man's head, uh, as a marriage and a father, uh, buy that because, you know, daddy needs money. So, uh, help, daddy. help me out there. Yes. Daddy I'm going to buy it money. for my husband for Christmas. There you go. Big old bow on that. And it is, oh, and it is available as an audio book. So even if he's like, I don't read, you can just, just start playing it. In, <laughs> I it don't in. read. <laughs> I actively don't read. I'm going to play it. He's going to be like, I don't hear. Uh, <laughs> I can't hear things. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, we had a blast hanging out. We Thank you for putting you up coming, with us. Coming on the show and hanging with us. Oh, no, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you. It's been wonderful chatting with both of you. I, I admire both of you. You're wonderful. Um, and I'm really excited to be here. Well, thanks Thank so you. much. We had, a, we had a great day. And happy holidays to you and yours. And um, all the yeah. other goodbye stuff. All the other goodbye stuff. Okay, goodbye. I made it weird. (laughs) He's like, I don't know what to say. All right, have a good one. (laughs) Bye, Clint. All right. So thank you guys so much for being here with us today. Mm -hmm. Make sure to join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It. (sighs) I was reading I'm sorry. I was, uh, join, what? (laughs) Er time. I was reading, I'm sorry. Er time. 
or leave it. An advice is show hosted by two struggling moms who, who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Dun, dun, dun. That's my bad. Yes. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>